0: Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShalonXO and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shaloners. Well, let's take a deep breath. Let's get in the mindset, all right? We're going to roll our shoulders back. (sighs) Relax the inside of our ears. We actually hold a lot of tension there. And we're going to inhale through our nose, and we're going to exhale through our mouth, and we're going to think of this week's mantra, let it go. Okay, in through the nose. (sighs) Let it go. One more time. In through the nose. (sighs) Letting stuff go. Now, look, I've never seen Frozen because I'm not four years old, nor do I have a four year old. And I've always never, like, I've never even heard the song Let It Go because I fundamentally disagreed with it at the time. I'm like, no. I don't want to let anything go. I want to tend to my grudges like they're a tiny garden, like they're my own children. I want to nurse them and raise them and feed them. And you know what? Yeah, I probably will. I probably will never let my grudges go because grudges are kind of like lessons. And you know, it there's a tendency to think, well, if I let a grudge go, then I've let the lesson go. You know what? That's not always true. In fact, We have to practice being good at letting go of the anger towards a situation and just keeping the lesson. So this next week, when you move through your life and deal with things that come up, try to focus on that. Okay, I'm going to let go of the anger of this dipshit cutting in front of me at Starbucks. I just want my matcha latte. That's all I want. And I'm going to try to take the lesson. The lesson is I actually can be five minutes delayed and my life is okay. I actually can take the lesson away from something that's going on with my family and just leave the anger, leave the anger about the fuck boy and just move forward. It's a practice, you know, it's it's a muscle, and muscles don't develop overnight. You gotta constantly work on them. And when you work on muscles, you get sore. There's a painful part of that process. And same emotionally. When you start to flex an emotional muscle, at first you're gonna be like, I don't like this, this hurts. And it might hurt for kind of a while until you're like, yo. This thing went from hurting to suddenly being very strong and very capable. So let's just keep that as our mantra for this week. <clears throat> all right. Now our first situation we have from a young lady is about yeah letting something go and how to do that in a way that's constructive. She said, "I've been fr- excuse me, I've been flirting with my personal trainer online. We Facetimed about three times, and all he talks about now is how he wants to have sex with me and blah blah blah. And it, you know, it started out fun, but now it just makes me uncomfortable." To me, this was all just a casual flirt and a confidence boost. I never wanted anything more out of it, but he's gotten more serious and talks to me every day and is pretty intense. I'm just too nice, and I don't know how to tell him I no longer want to talk to him. I'd like for him to still be my trainer, though, and I don't want to make things awkward or make this big deal by giving him some sort of speech, like a breakup thing. I don't know. What should I say or do to let things fizzle out without the awkwardness in the future? Oof. I hate situations like this and they happen to me all the time. I flirt myself into a corner and I don't know how to get out of it. And I'm like, ah, damn it. So I'd be up front with him and then let the chips fall where they may. And you can say, and do this over text, not FaceTime. That's way too intense. Kind of like blame yourself for this because that's going to give his ego a way out. And that's going to maximize potential for you guys to still maintain that trainer-client relationship without the awkwardness. So you say... You know, I think I've let my hormones kind of run away with me. I feel like we're veering into territory that probably isn't smart because I do want you to be my trainer, but I have been super unprofessional about that, so we should probably clip the flirty talk and just go back to being client and trainer. Cool? And if he freaks out, that's your answer. If he acts like a brat, dude, you definitely, definitely, definitely don't want him as your trainer. That's confirmation. You know what I mean? You don't want to be giving this man... Access to you in real life and your money, you can absolutely replace him. Like trainers are a dime a dozen. And maybe he'll just, you know, be a lesson learned not to let our, you know, albeit quarantine fueled hormones get the better of us. Because honestly, it really is hard to put the genie back in the bottle once he's already talked about having sex with you. But you know what? He might just be a fuckboy. And hey, they don't linger on one thing too long. So he might be over it and onto the next thing ASAP and was basically just sexy talk and he can easily abandon that. And you can get back to a neutral dynamic. Do you know what I mean? Like when we talk about flirty things and wind hook up with someone, we like mean it. And fuckboys, it's like they just kind of like spray a bunch of that vibe out there and see what gets a bite and see what doesn't. I always talk about dating as fishing. That's exactly what this is. Like he's chumming the water. Let's see what gets a bite. Eh, nothing, no big deal, whatever. So if he's not capable of that, though, if he's not capable of getting back to that neutral dynamic in a professional way, just keep it moving because sometimes all you can do is all you can do. This next question comes from Cecilia. She said, I met my current ex in high school and we started dating when we were 17. We're about to reach the four-year mark and we're planning on moving out together next fall. A week ago, he told me he wasn't ready to commit to me, told me he wanted to experience being single as an adult, told me he wants it to be a temporary break and he's still putting money into our savings account to move out, though. Like, but he's deleted pics of me off social media and he's telling people that he's single, but... Flip side of that, we're still talking, we're hanging out, texting all the time. We still talk about our future too. I don't know what to do. Help, help, help. Okay. sometimes you guys know when I get confused about what to do or like I can't understand like the reality of a situation, I switch up the circumstance to get a clearer picture of what's happening. Imagine a boss said he was going to promote you. Then instead he fires you. But you see an ad on LinkedIn for your exact same job. You're off the company website. But hey, Cecilia, can you come in for like some more shifts? No, we're not going to pay you, though. But you know, maybe we'll hire you back next year. But in the meantime, yeah, no, we're not going to pay you. And we're actively looking to replace you. But somehow, a year from now, your job will be open. You'd be like, what? You wouldn't keep going into work. No. So why are you doing free labor for this guy? It goes back to let it go. No shit he still wants to talk and hang out. That's the ideal scenario. I need to experience life as an adult but still talk equals I want to fuck everyone, but I still want to have you as my surrogate emotional safe place and whenever I feel like it, kind of girlfriend. He's not committing to you because you're not requiring it. Not of him, nor of yourself. What we permit, we promote. If this little bitch wants to be single, let him. Let him feel it. You know what single is? Single is, I had a bad day. I have no one to call. It's my birthday. No one got me a present. I saw a cute dog. Cecilia would have loved that, but she blocked me. I need advice. My friends don't care. That's what being single is, bro, okay? Being single is not, I had a bad day so I can call her, but I've got a Tinder date tonight. I don't know, whatever. No, that's being a dick who wants to have his cake and eat it too, which is what? everyone wants like it just blows my mind that guys have the audacity to try to set up these scenarios it's so selfish and it's like do you not think everyone wants to be acting like this but then we have to acknowledge that the reason they're trying to set up this scenario is because it's working because we are like okay you had a bad day oh my gosh i'm so sorry wait maybe you want to be with me in the future okay fuck that shit we have created fuckboys like we have you know we have to acknowledge that permit promote if women as a whole were like we're not doing this it this behavior would be few and far between they would maybe try it but it wouldn't get them anywhere you know what i mean so being single sucks it's being without you and that is the choice he has made deleting you off social media Four years you've been together. Four years. One of my mom's friends, she's like very Catholic. Great. Like who cares? She's got five children with her husband. I mean, she's like my mom's age. I mean, this happened when my mom was like, I don't know, 55 or something, but found out her husband had an affair or he just wanted a divorce. No, she's like, I'm not getting divorced. We're getting it annulled. We are, the marriage just didn't happen. We were like, Kathy, who in the hell are you trying to fool? You got four goddamn kids. You're in your fifties. You annul a marriage if it goes belly up in like a week or something like that. And turns out he's gay. It's just, it's that idea of like, la 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 la, I don't see anything. I deleted the pictures. I got it annulled. It didn't happen. Like, no, it did. And to try to erase someone like that is so disrespectful. When nothing like went wrong. It's not like, well, you went out and got pregnant by someone else. So yeah, he's going to kind of cut you out of his life. He's the one being like, hey... I can't do this. I can't commit. But fuck you. I'm going to remove you from my life so that all these new women I meet don't ask any questions about you. And the reason he's doing that is because of this, I want my cake and eat it too. Well, if the new girls don't know about you, then I can keep you on the hook, Cecilia, while I fuck around. They're going to be none the wiser. I can sort of patch things over with you. I can like smooth it over so you're sort of pacified. So you're going to be okay with this. And I get everything I want. No. No, you delete a picture of me, you delete me IRL, okay? That's how that works. You don't, it's, it's called, I mean, in an extreme form, it's called representational violence. You know, when someone like you're in a fight and they take a picture of you and they rip it up in front of you. It's like, you, you want to rip me up as a person and it's representational. So you want to delete me off your social media? You're deleting me from real life. That is what that means to me and that's how I'm going to interpret that. So he's made this choice. Don't insulate yourself from the consequences of his decisions and don't insulate him from the consequences of his decisions. If you really want to be with this dude, ironically, the only chance you have to get him back is to let him fully feel this. You want to be single by. This is what it looks like. This is what it feels like. No more free labor. He can't miss you if he hasn't lost you. This next question comes from Ellen, and it also falls into the category of let it go. She said, hi, Shallon. I've gotten back into the dating scene, and I need some help. If I'm looking for a partner and not just a hookup, when is the best time to have sex? I've always believed that if you want to do it, you should. But this mantra has led to some pretty unsatisfying situations. Recently, when I've slept with a guy within the first few days of meeting, he stops putting in the effort. Specifically, consistent communication stops. Instead, he'll only reach out when he wants something, and we all know what that something is. I end up walking away feeling, like, bad, you know, and it feels like a cycle at this point. Does timing of sex affect a relationship, or does it depend on the guy? Ugh, this is such a good question. So you're right. You're right on both counts. It is timing, but it is also the right guy. I, the worst, worst fuckboy I ever dealt with, I never actually had sex with. He was a fuckboy I didn't fuck. Like, because I was trying so hard to engineer the situation. Like, if I didn't sleep with him, I still had power, blah, blah, blah. You know, but we never worked out. Like, I could have held out for the rest of my life. He, he was just a nightmare. But then again, I slept with someone on the first date and we dated for a year, you know? But overall, yes, I agree with you that when it feels right, you should do it. But I used to agree with that, let me say, until just like you said, I noticed it didn't really have the best outcomes because I'm actually kind of a hoe. You know, like you get a few drinks in me and I like a guy and I have nothing better to do. And I'm like, all right, why not? I, you know, it's like, well, shoot, let's get it on. And it's annoying because then you realize, you know, I clearly could have held out. I probably would have liked to get to know this person better. But yeah, now he's not putting in effort. So look, I have to make some obstacles for myself. Number one, earlier dates. I'm not going home with someone when the sun is still out. You know what I mean? Number two, less drinking. Two drinks max, then I'm done. Drink number three, if I have three drinks, I'll have 10. You know, it's just like a slippery slope. Like I'm okay with two, I've got a nice buzz going on and I'm still in control of my faculties. But more than that, I'm like, let's take off my bra. Like, "Mm, not good. Number three, concrete plans after the date. Whether I have to do something later that night, I have to do work, or I've gotta get up early for something the next day. I've got Pilates, I've already paid for it, I'm not skipping it. And number four, other dudes that I'm seeing. You don't want to get too twisted on only one and put all your eggs in that basket. Because when we're attracted to someone, studies show that the part of our brain responsible for logical decision-making literally shuts off, just goes right to sleep. So we have to make promises to ourselves to override that, and not just promises, because we can talk ourselves into and out of anything, including our panties. We have to have a plan beforehand. So I used to think date three is plenty of time, but it's not, you know? I would say date five or six, hold out as long as you can, and don't be afraid to bluff. I usually allude to the fact that I don't hook up with anyone until we're exclusive. Like, I've literally had to practice saying this in the mirror because it's so not authentic. Like, I just start laughing. Like, come on. Like, that's not true at all. But, you know, but then even if I give it up sooner, I'll have scared away the fuckboys before then. Fuckboys are impatient above all things. And even hearing that she's not gonna put out, I'll play up how religious I am, you know, like I'll just drop enough hints that they're like, she's gonna be a lot of trouble. And I'm not really into putting in effort. Fuck boys want a drive-thru. Quality guys want a three course meal. You know? How long are you really willing to wait at a drive-thru? Not long. So if they're gonna ghost, go for it. Let it go. If it's fragile, Let it break. I want to know who someone is before I get too deep, before I start imagining a future with this person, before I have sex with them. A leaver is always going to leave, and a fuckboy is always going to leave as soon as he gets what he wants. But, you know, and that varies from fuckboy, usually it's to fuck. But for some of them, it's just to know that you like them. It's just the get, it's just the chase. It's like, oh, now she's calling me, she's setting up the dates, I got her, I don't need to talk to her anymore. It's, ugh, it's exhausting. So I want to call that out. I want them to self-identify ASAP before I get in too deep. I don't want to get in a minute deeper with someone who is not there for the right reasons. Our last question comes from Maddie. And this is sort of quarantine related. It's also Let It Go related. She said, I've been texting with this guy during quarantine, and lately our texting has escalated. And he sent me a pic from his farmhouse with, like, wish you were here, and then suggested we FaceTime. So we FaceTimed the other day for an hour, and I was the one to end the convo. You'd be proud of me. And he was sweet, and we laughed, and he complimented my hair, you know, which I like because my hair looks terrible. And he asked me how serious I was about going camping with him in August. And after I hung up, I texted him a picture of something we had talked about, and I told him I'd send another, but he never replied. It's been days with no text. He's kind of weird with texting, but now like, ugh, does he just not like me? What do I do? I thought it went well. Did I blow it? Ugh, this is annoying. I agree. This is annoying because it's not even like you could say, oh, well, he's been busy. Oh, has he? Because it's been a quarantine. So it's just like, what the fuck? It could be that he's talking to a lot of other girls and another one took his attention. It could be that he has an ex that popped up that he wasn't over. If a guy moves super fast and it kind of sounds like he was, sometimes that's because they're a fuckboy looking to get laid, which, you know, doesn't seem super likely given the lockdown. But then again, like fuckboys aren't like criminal masterminds. They could just be trying to tee you up for something so that the second this is lifted, they can get, you know, things happening in their private parts or Sometimes if a guy moves super fast, it's because he's newly single and he's not over his ex and he's looking to jump straight into that serious girlfriend level that he was at because he doesn't actually have it in him to court at a normal pace. If that's the case, a lot of times dudes get spooked and they ghost. They're like a little kid playing house. They're like this giant bluff. And if you call their bluff, they're like, oh, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm just kidding. But Look, time will tell. If he does this a lot, because I'm sure he'll be back. If he does this a lot, run. No one's too busy to text. And what we permit, we promote. No one is too busy to text, okay? So if he pops back up, and like I said, he will, you can say, hey, you know, it's weird you were talking about me visiting and that I didn't hear from you for X amount of days. What's up with that? It's not being crazy to tell someone what does and doesn't work for you. Dating is about finding a good fit dating involves a lot of communication like marriage involves communication you don't look at two married people and think oh i bet his wife's afraid to ask where he was the last three days you know like you would know that she'd be like where the fuck were you dennis and so why do we think that we have to be so cool it's the cool girl trope oh i can't i can't rock the boat look if it's fragile let it break let it go it's not being crazy to say hey What's what's up? These are my boundaries. And if they do think that's crazy, you know what? Again, let them go. That's not someone you want in your life for the long haul. Can you imagine feeling like this, confused and unsure and rattled like all the time? Can you imagine this being the default feeling in your relationship? Why the fuck would that be better than being single? That sounds like a nightmare. So remember my motto. The people who hate your boundaries are the people who benefited from you having none at all. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Chalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, shallonlester.com, and be sure to connect with me on Instagram, at shallonxo, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet, stay savage. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.